Thank you, Jenny. Wasn't that a beautiful song? I had never heard her sing this song today. And I was upstairs, and I always like to listen to see what song is when I'm speaking. And it's a, it never ceases to amaze me how the Lord orchestrates the song to go with the message. Have we ever noticed that? It's the Holy Spirit. I don't pick up the phone ever and call Jenny and tell her what I'm speaking on. She never calls me and tells me what she's singing on or anything. And the Lord works it out in such a beautiful way. And He is in the storms. The storms are needed. They're necessary in our lives. And it goes along with what we're going to talk about today, that God has a purpose for allowing the trials and the adversities of life for us to depend upon Him, our hiding place, and give Him all the glory in our lives. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Father, we're thankful for this beautiful song. And we thank you for the storms that you allow in our lives. And sometimes they're not pleasant and they're difficult and they're hard to get through. But we thank you that you have a purpose and they only last for a certain time. And we thank you that sometimes you also give us calm waters and you know exactly the proportion of storms to calm waters. And we just thank you for being so good to us. We pray now, Lord, that you will speak through us through your word and encourage our hearts today, challenge us. And Lord, please hide me behind the cross that the words spoken today will not be my words, but will be your words and that the Holy Spirit will whisper to every heart here today what you'd have us to know, what you'd have us to learn, what you'd have us to do as a result. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. It's true. We live in a very turbulent world with problems and difficulties and storms and all the other things that are happening in this world. Sometimes we say, Lord, could we turn it down just a little bit? The dial's too high. Remember in the in the Old Testament, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they put them in the fire and it says they turned it up seven times hotter than normal and put them in the fire. And the Lord brought them through their fire. And they were not burned. They didn't even smell of smoke. And they glorified God who delivered them from it. Sometimes it feels like the Lord has turned the dial up sometimes so high that the dial won't turn any higher. Have you ever had a dial where you've tried to turn something up as high as it'll go and then it stops because it won't go any higher? Sometimes our trials... Sometimes our storms, sometimes our adversities that we go through in life seem like they're dialed up to the highest level. Lord, I can't seem to handle this. But He gives us the grace to handle it. He knows what we can handle and how much we can handle. And He loves us so much and He wants the best for us. He wants us to run into His arms and say, I need you, Lord, for this. He doesn't want us to live lives independent of Him and try to do things on our own. It doesn't work, folks. It hasn't worked for me ever and it never will. We have to depend on the Lord. We have to know that He's there with us through it all. And we can thank Him for that. But there are times in my life where I say, Lord, I can't do this. It's too much. I can't handle it. I can't get through this. And the Lord says, good, come to me. Draw upon my strength. I will give you the strength and the capacity to get through it. And when we go through those things like that, We say, Lord, thank you. You made it go smoother and easier than I thought it would be because God's grace is so sufficient. Yes, the Lord builds us up throughout our whole entire Christian life until we reach 
a point in life where we go through a really big storm, a really big trial. And look at that. He's prepared us for many days, many weeks, many months, maybe even many years before he allows a really major traumatic thing to happen in our lives. And when he does, we're prepared. We're prepared. He wants us to be prepared in the word of God. He wants us to be prepared in prayer. He wants us to be built up and strengthened so that we can handle whatever he allows in our life. The title of our message today is Strength in the Day of Adversity. Strength in the Day of Adversity. If you turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10. It's interesting with the book of Proverbs that a lot of times you get individual verses that don't relate to the verse right before it or the right verse right after it. They're specific Proverbs that are given to us to be a blessing. And this is one of them. Proverbs 10. 2410, I'm sorry. Proverbs chapter 24. And verse 10 is one of these kind of verses, these nuggets, these jewels that you come across in the word of God that just stop you. And you say, that is such a great verse, such a, a blessing. Proverbs 24:10 says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. May God bless the reading of his word to our hearts today. There are really three key elements when we deal with adversity in life that can really help us. Number one is strength. Number one is strength. God's strength, not ours. His strength will get us through times of adversity. Number two, stand. If we stand for the Lord in the adversity, if we keep walking, keep going, He will make us a blessing. We have to stand. And third is success. When the trial is over, have we gone through it and learned the lesson that we needed to learn so that we can be a blessing to others? When we do that, there is success. There is success for us in our lives. But only God knows how much we can handle and only God knows how much we can take. And he allows just enough so that we can depend on him and rely on him. Well, let's look first of all at strength. You know, when you are going through a storm or you're going through a trial, you're going through some adversity in your life, there's two reactions you can have. You can either go through it with the Lord and trust in him or you can completely fall apart, completely fall apart. And sometimes that's happened to us in our Christian lives, hasn't it? We've gone through something major and all of a sudden we've just fallen apart. We're down on the ground. We're down on the floor. And the Lord says, come on, you have to get up. You have to face it. But Lord, I don't want to face it, but you need to keep going. And so the Lord gives us strength. And so in this passage, he says, if you faint in the day of adversity, the word faint is an interesting word. Now, the medical term for fainting is a medical condition of temporary loss of consciousness as a result of a lack of adequate blood flow to the brain. That's what it means to faint. It's a fancy term. We see people sometimes they faint. Maybe many of us here in the audience have never, ever fainted physically in life, but we have spiritually. At least I have. I know there have been things in life that I have fainted spiritually. I have become so weak and feeble. But the Lord says, I'm going to give you strength to keep going. When you don't think you can take another step, I'm going to help you. And so may God help us in this way, because notice Solomon says, if. You faint if you faint. It doesn't say when you faint. There are times we don't have to faint because God is strengthening us 
And we don't have to. But there are also times when we get discouraged. We get down. We get depressed. We lose heart. And we want to stop. We say, Lord, this is too much. But the Lord says, I am with you. The Lord Jesus said, He says, Lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. That means during this age in which we're living, He's going to be with us all the way. He's never going to say, well... I'm not going to be with you today, Laura. Sorry, you're on your own this time. No, no, no. Jeff, this is yours. This is on you. Nope. God is so merciful and He loves us so much and He's so patient with us and He teaches us the lessons. And sometimes we don't learn it the first time, so He takes us through the lesson again. Remedial education for us. But Jeremiah 12.5 gives us a challenge because... He says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. It says in Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse 5, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, how then can you contend with horses? And if in the land of peace in which you trusted, they wearied you, how then will you do in the floodplain of the Jordan? And I was reading that verse and I was thinking about it and I would say, well, if I can't keep up with the footmen, Men, how am I going to run with the horses? You can't. You can't do it. If we can't handle the little daily trials that the Lord has for us, how are we going to handle the major big ones that we go through? And so God wants to build us up so we can handle these things in our lives. Because we never know when a trauma might occur. If you've ever been to the hospital, to the emergency room, you can be sitting there and all of a sudden you hear the ambulance come, they bring in the patient and they take the patient immediately in. They need care. They've been in an accident. They've been in a trauma and they need that immediate care. Sometimes we're in situations that we need spiritual help right away. We need because of our traumas and things. And you know how you dial 911 when you need uh, physical help, right? Dial 911. If this is an emergency, dial 911. Well, in our church, spiritually, if you need help, dial 837-8157. Now you laugh because you know what that number is. That's spiritual 911. You need help. And we all get there in our lives where we just don't know where to turn, what to do, what to say. And Adel and Sylvia have been there for us and counseled us. They've been married for 52 years. We haven't known them for all those 52 years. But they're all, they're our parents. They're our spiritual guides and helpers. And they're there for us. And they never say, well, I'm sorry, you'll have to call back. I'll have to get back with you. They are unbelievably available. Unbelievably available. It's like pastors just don't do that. You have to make a scheduled appointment. But praise God for His strength and His power that comes through our, through our lives. If you look over at Isaiah chapter 40 and verses 29 to 31, it talks about fainting in this passage as well and about how God gives the strength to get through it. Isaiah 40 verses 29 and to verse 31. It says, He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God makes a promise there. If we wait on Him and trust in Him, He will give us the strength. He will give us the power to get through it. 
He'll help us to mount up with wings like eagles. If you've ever seen the eagles, they fly so high in the sky that they rise above this earth. They rise above everything. And they are doing that right now as we speak. And we can run and not be weary. We can walk and not faint when we trust the Lord. But turn, the clock, turn, turn it around the other way to the opposite. What happens when we put our trust in ourselves and our own thinking, our own education, our own everything? What's going to happen is we're going to faint. We're going to become weary. We're going to go down. So we need to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, but I'm weak. Like it says here, he gives power to the weak. And he gives might to those who have no strength. And we thank God for that because he says here in Proverbs 24.10, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is weak. We praise God for his grace. You know, the Apostle Paul, how many times he prayed that the Lord would take away that thorn in his flesh? How many times? Three times. And three times the Lord answered him, My grace is sufficient for you. And Paul finally got it after the third time. because, And that's the way we are too. We pray about something. We think it's going to be a certain way and the Lord's going to answer it a certain way. And the Lord comes in a different way and He gives His grace. And we finally get it. Wow, Lord, You're giving me something totally opposite what I asked for, but totally better than what I asked for. Something really needed in my life. And not something that I even thought of. And God is so good. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 is a beautiful verse. We read it many times and it's such a blessing where the Apostle Paul is quoting the Lord and he said, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Do you know only a Christian can say that? Boast in my infirmities. Rejoice in our trials. As it says in James, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Charles Stanley was talking about trials today and how God uses them in our lives and how they're good for us and how we, we can just trust God for what He does. But so many times we don't see it. We don't see it. We don't see how this can be a blessing to us until later, after, then we see it. We say, yes, that was a blessing in my life. There's a person named Kim Hubbard who said, I'll say this for adversity. People seem to handle it, but, the, but prosperity, they don't handle it. Sometimes we can handle adversity better than we can prosperity. Have you ever noticed how God sometimes challenges us with prosperity and he challenges us with adversity at different times in life? And I think we really do better with the adversity because we grow through it better and we know him better and we draw upon his strength better. The key is don't faint in the day of adversity. A man named Malcolm Mulleridge said this, contrary what might be expected, I look back on experiences that at times seemed especially desolating and painful with particular satisfaction. Indeed, I can say with complete truthfulness that everything I have learned in my 75 years in this world, everything that has truly enhanced and enlightened my experience has been through affliction and not through happiness. Isn't that amazing? You can have 90% happiness, 90% smooth times, 90%
and have 10% trials and adversity and you'll grow more with the 10% than you will with all that 90%. Because in all the 90%, we're just taking it in. Thank you, Lord. That's good. Keep it coming. Keep these blessings coming. But when we have adversity, it puts us down to the point where we got to get down on our knees and beg the Lord and plead with the Lord. Lord, you've got to get me through it. I can't get through this. This is tough. This is difficult. And we've all been in similar situations like this. We can agree with this man's assessment of affliction and trial. And when we face these things, we can truly say, Lord, let me face it with you. Let me face it with you. That's the blessing of being a Christian. We have the Lord with us. In Ephesians 6.10, the Apostle Paul writing about the spiritual conflict that was going on with the devil, he said, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We have might, we have strength, but it's not in ourselves, it's in Him. And He gives us that strength. And whether you're a young Christian or an older, more mature Christian, you can see God's hand working for the good in your life. So in order to build us up, he has to allow the tough times. He has to allow the hardships, the difficulties and the problems. And when he does that, he has a reason. Secondly, not only is it important to think about strength, but it's also important to think about standing, to stand. It's never good to wallow in self-pity. Never good to say, why me, Lord? Why am I having to go through this again? And why is this happening in my life? Because when the Lord allows something, He has a reason for it. We don't always understand it this side of heaven, but He has a reason for it. And I'm thankful for the things that He allows me to go through. Not pleasant things, not easy things, but when we go through it with Him, He has a good purpose, a good outcome for us. And He wants us to keep going. I read of a story that Joe Stowell tells about the original Olympic Games in Greece. And he said, this is a race that maybe none of us have heard of. Because in this race, the winner of the race was not the runner who finished first. Oh boy, I don't think that would go over too well in our society today. The winner of the race is not the one who finished first. No, but it was the runner who finished with his torch still lit. So here they are running at night, maybe, and, his, and they start off all of them with lit torches. And the one who finishes with his torch still lit is the winner. Isn't that true of the Christian life? The Lord is not going to look at us at the end of the journey and say, well, you made this amount of money and you achieved this success in life and you had this and you had that. No, he's going to say, your torch, is it still lit? Are you still living for me? Like the scripture says, when the Lord comes again, will there be faith on the earth? Will we be his faithful people that hang in there till the end? I like Sylvia's prayer. She mentioned it during the break when we had the celebration. She's prayed for the rapture to come in her lifetime and she's prayed every day about it. That's a challenge, isn't it? We should do things like that. Be committed to pray about something every day. And even though we don't see the answer, keep praying. Don't give up because God loves us and He's going to answer it in His timing and according to His will. Will you have a lit torch when you get to the finish line? Or will you have fainted given up, fallen by the wayside. We've seen it. We've seen it over the years. Some people have started off with a bang. I mean, they started off running and they're just sprinting along, doing so well, and all of a sudden they just hit a wall and they go down and they never come back. Never come back. The Lord wants us to keep going. 
He wants us to be consistent. He wants us to be faithful. He wants us to hang in there. He wants us to trust in Him. He wants us to be those who stand, not fall. And He wants us to be strong in the day of adversity. Dr. H.A. Ironside is one of my favorite Bible commentators because he's such a godly man and he writes in such a practical way. And he says, in commenting on this verse, it is the hour of trial that manifests whatever strength one really has. And isn't that true? It really tells. When you go through adversity and some really hard times in life, you really tell where you're at spiritually with the Lord. You really do. Because when you go through that, it reveals it. He says to faint or become disheartened then is to show that one has truly not been counting on God for deliverance. The hour of trial and opposition will only find the trusting soul more confident still, for he knows what the source of power is to be found. And I thought that was so true. When we get knocked down, that's not the key. It's when we get up and when we trust him in the hour of trial. And it really tests us. Rick Punzo gave us an excellent devotion at the men's dinner the other night we had, and his subject was on perseverance. And he was using a couple of different examples of brothers in in the church who are examples of perseverance. And I was really thinking about that and how God wants us to be those who persevere all the way, not part way, but all the way for him, because it brings such glory to his name. When people look at our lives and they say, wow, this person's been through a lot, but they didn't stop. They kept going. And look how they overcame it. And it becomes a testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. Think of your life as a book. And if your life is a book, each day is a page. Each year is a chapter. And people are reading that book of your life. What are they reading? Are they going to say, well, he hit a tough spot and he just quit. He gave up. Or, did, or is it going to read the, the whole story of our life and how we had our tough times. We had our struggles. We had our ups and downs. But we didn't quit. We kept on going. I'd like to quote this verse in a couple different versions Ed's going to have for us. The first one is the NIV. And I think this is a great rendition of this verse and I think you'll like it. NIV, Proverbs 24.10 says, If you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? If you falter. If you falter. He doesn't want us to faint. He doesn't want us to falter. He wants us to keep going. But the verse, the way, the rendition that I really like, for those of you who read the NLT, and I noticed that Sylvia had the verses left last week on Thursday in the NLT. The NLT, the New Living Translation. Now, it's oftentimes called a paraphrase, which it is, but it has some tremendous, beautiful blessings. And this one is one of them. Notice what it says in the NLT. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Isn't that a great rendition of that verse? If you fail in the time of pressure, your faith is too small and your strength is too small. May the Lord help us not to fail under pressure. You know, life is full of pressure. You see it in sports teams. Pressure, pressure to win, pressure to perform. You see it at work. We're under pressure, under stress. Sometimes you feel like you're in this uh, crock pot. And the crock pot is known for slow cooking, long cooking. And sometimes we feel like that we're in the crock pot of trials because it's turned on and it's, it's going steady on and on and on. But thank God that the Lord knows when that crock pot is going to be ready and he's going to allow it in our life and he doesn't want us to fail under the pressure. But there will be days... 
there will be days, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but how many have had days where nothing seems to go right? Everything seems to go wrong. People are contrary. The circumstances are contrary. If you feel like you just want to start the day over and rewind it back, right? Start over. But there's no do-overs in life. But praise be to God, even if you have days like that, the Lord is with us. He's going to get us through it. And we're going to have, at the end of that day, maybe a better day because we're going to realize that we couldn't have got through it without the Lord. I thank God because sometimes the pressure is tough, but we thank Him for it. You know, when the Lord called Joshua to take over for Moses and be the leader of the nation of Israel, He gave him all the resources he needed. And He told Joshua this. He said, in Joshua 1.5, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. He's promised that. That's one of Adel's favorite promises, right? He will never leave us nor forsake us. And that's really encouraging because sometimes you can feel you're all alone. You feel like you're all alone out in some boat somewhere, just drifting, waiting for somebody to come and rescue you. And we've heard stories of people that have been shipwrecked and they've been out at sea for day after day after day. And finally, they see on the horizon this ship coming to rescue them. But it's coming from such a distance that they can look out and they see it. It's it's coming small. And as it gets closer and closer, the ship gets bigger and bigger. And they realize they're going to be rescued. And the Lord is like that with us. He gives us light at the end of the tunnel. He shows us that He's going to be there for us and He's going to get us through it. And we can thank God for that. I think when we rely on the Lord by faith and keep going, it brings glory to Him. Bill McDonald said, One test of a person's worth is how he behaves under pressure. If he gives up when the going is rough, he doesn't have what it takes. We've all seen it at work. Haven't you seen it? They hire this person for work and you invest the time in them and you invest the training and all of that. And then two weeks in, four weeks in, too much. I can't handle it. They leave. The pressure is too much. The Christian life is for the long term. He said, you're in it for the long term and we have to trust him for the long term. So we don't jump ship before we arrive at the harbor. We don't jump ship. Thank God for that. May the Lord give us the help. Faith helps us to overcome adversity. I don't know about you. Whenever I face a big trial or something adverse happens in my life, I always think, Lord, This is why you've given me faith. This is why faith is is needed for my life for situations such as this. And God gives the needed faith and he gives the needed grace to handle it. And it's so encouraging. He always does it. But the key is, the question I have to ask myself always is, do I have a good attitude through it? Or we can face it. We can meet it. We can meet it head on and try to put our heads down and try to bull our way through it. But the Lord says, how's your attitude, Dean? Do you have a good attitude? Are you thankful? Are you trusting in me? Or are you just trying to accept this just to get through it? Someone said the diamond cannot be polished without friction, nor the man without trial. And that's true. When they make diamonds, they go through friction. They go through testing. And they come through beautiful. And that's what God says to you. He says, Barbara, you're a diamond. Sharon, you're a diamond. Shauna, you're a diamond. We're a diamond for God and He wants to use us and He wants us to be fully developed, fully blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. Yes, how is our attitude? 
J. Vernon McGee, and you, know, you can just hear him with his old country accent. He used to be so good on the radio. And he still has these commentaries out. I have his whole set. And he says about this verse, God uses these times of real stress and strain and testing to develop our spiritual character. That is the way he enables us to grow. It is the hour of trial that you and I manifest the spiritual strength that we have. So he allows it. He says, "Okay, I'm going to show you where you are and I'm going to show you where you can be by trusting in me. And I thank God for that. Finally, we've had strength, we've had stand, and now we're going to have succeed. We're going to have success at the end of the trial. God has a plan. God's working it out. He's going to finish it. And he's not finished with me yet. Aren't you glad, Vince, that the Lord isn't finished with you yet? He's not finished with me yet. I know that. He's got a lot of work to do. And he's going to do it. There was a man who was one time, he was out making this beautiful statue. And he was going to unveil it to the people. And so, but he kept it a secret. And so he did all his work behind the scenes and he had it all ready to go. And then one day he says, now it's time to unveil it. And they unveiled this beautiful statue of David. And it was so beautiful. And he said, how, they said, how did you do it? He says, I chiseled it a little at a time. Every day I had to chisel it. I had to chisel it. I had to chisel it until you see this beautiful statue. And God wants to present us as beautiful statutes too. And sometimes it's a little painful when he's chiseling and chiseling and chiseling, taking off the rough edges, getting rid of those sinful habits, those sinful things that we do, making us like Christ so that one day he'll put us on display and say, this is what I've made. This is what I've made of this person. And no one can doubt it, that it was God. It's not us. It's him and it's his glory. You know, you look at your hearts and you say, Sometimes our hearts get so weary, our lives get so weary. Even great men like Elijah and David in their lives had their weak moments, didn't they? You think Elijah was up there on that Mount Carmel and he was speaking to those prophets of Baal and winning the great victory. And then the next thing you know, he comes down from the mountain and Jezebel threatens him and he takes off for the hills and he ends up out in the wilderness and he says, Lord, take my life from me. I can't even live. Great man of God. He fainted in the day of adversity. So his strength was not big at that point. But the Lord restored him, built him up, put him on his way, and he got his strength back and he went on for the Lord. Same thing happened to David. I mean, he won tremendous victories, many victories in his life, did great exploits for the Lord, including defeating Goliath. And then, remember what he did. He went to the Philistines. He fled from Saul. He went to the Philistines and stayed with the enemies of God. Not a good moment in David's life. Definitely a downturn. Definitely something. But he fainted in the day of his adversity. Sometimes when we faint in the day of our adversity, we can make bad decisions. We can do wrong things. We can allow things to overwhelm us when we faint in our days of adversity. The Lord wants us to say, Lord, forgive me. Help me. Get me through. We all have the same, we don't all have the same gifts and talents, but we all have the same Word of God. We have the same Holy Spirit, and He wants us to be used of Him. And to do it, we have to trust Him. He says here, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. According to the Scriptures, we're going to one day have to give an account of our lives at the judgment seat of Christ. What kind of an account will we give? 
Well, Lord, I gave up on that, that one there. I couldn't handle it, Lord. You know I'm, I'm weak. You know it. He says, yes, my child, I know you're weak, but if you would have just hung on for a little longer, here's what you would have had. Here's what I would have done for you. Here's what I would have given to you. If you would have just hung on a little longer. One more day, one more hour, one more minute. Can't we just trust the Lord a little longer? He will do great things for us. You know, the world measures success in what did I do? What did I achieve? What did I become in this world? God's measure of success is totally different. How much we have, have we obeyed Him? How much have we learned from His Word? How much are we pleasing Him and serving Him? God's standard of measurement is totally different. But so many times we let our limitations get in the way. We let our, our weaknesses get away. And I found a story of, of a man named Lonnie J. Edwards. He was a physical education teacher back in Georgia. And he was teaching a fifth grade class, fifth graders, uh, ballroom dancing. This square dancing is actually what it was, square dancing. And he called all the children to their place, boy, girl, boy, girl. Well, there was a the little girl and she wouldn't come. Come, Nancy, come, Nancy. No, no, I can't come. And she was crying and she turned around the other way. And she had her hands covered and she was, it was just wanting to leave. And so the, the man approached her, Mr. Edwards. He came to her and says, Nancy, what's the matter? Tell me, why can't you dance with, with the boys? Why, why can't you do that? And she explained to him that she was born only with pinkies. Only with pinkies and two other fingers. She was so embarrassed and she was so restricted that she could not possibly hold hands with anyone. So he felt, I've got to, I've got to deal with this young lady. It's, she's really needing help. So he said, Nancy, we can't do anything about the problem that you have, but, you, I, but I can help you to overcome it. I can help you overcome it. He says, from this point in time, from this moment on, you will no longer use this as a limitation. Slowly, Nancy gave him the towel that was covering her hand and he never returned it. I like that. He never returned the towel. God says to us, I know your limitation, but I'm not going to give in to that. You can do it. You can do it. So later on, about four days later, they had the square dancing. And so Mr. Edwards danced with Nancy. He took her little feeble hands and he took them in his big, strong hand and they danced. And pretty soon all the other children were eager to dance with Nancy and to touch her feeble hands. And it says over the next two years, he worked with Nancy to the point where he continued to encourage her for two more years. And it says today, Nancy Miller is 38 years old. She can do almost anything she sets her mind to, including playing the piano, typing 65 words a minute, being married and having four children, all because there was one man who cared for her, who encouraged her. Don't let those limitations keep you down. Don't faint in your day of adversity. Go on for the Lord and just think of what the great things that God can do. He's so merciful. He's so patient. He cares for us. And that's why He allows it in our life. Our loving Heavenly Father has a plan for you and for me. It includes storms. It includes adversity. It includes trial. Help us, Lord, not to faint in the day of our adversity, but to be strong with you. As we close today,
Let's remember this verse. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is not small. Now, guess what? I got to tell you this. The Lord may test you on this message this week. He may. But one thing for sure, he is going to test me on the message. Because whenever I speak on a message, it's either right before the message he's testing me on it, or, and or, right afterwards. So, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. But we have to say, Lord, give me that strength to stand for you and to succeed. To not allow my weaknesses, my limitations, my own human frailty to get in the way. And let's remember, there is strength in the day of adversity. Shall we just close in prayer? Father, we're so grateful and so thankful for your word to us this morning. We're thankful, Lord, that you love us so much as to bring these trials and adversities and experiences into our life. So many times, Lord, we've had some major things happen to us. We've all had that. And we've all seen that your grace is sufficient to get us through. Lord, whatever we go through this week, Lord, help us to take you by the hand and know that you're going to take us through it. You're going to be right there with us, sitting next to us, guiding us, walking with us. Help us, Lord, as Adel was sharing in his last message about walking with God. Help us to walk on your side of the street, Lord, to walk in your will and to be pleasing to you so that in those days of adversity, we will not faint. We will not lose heart. We will not get discouraged. We ask this now and pray that you'll take us through the rest of this day. Help us to be a blessing as we sang this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.